Hello and welcome back in to, I guess we're calling it the overtime. Uh, I mentioned, didn't love the nickname. It's something we're, we're still working on. So if you got any feedback, please, uh, hit us with some suggestions. But, uh, now this is a Friday release of the long shot. Uh, just Dave and I just dialing it up. We had a great interview with George that we dropped yesterday, uh, that we hope you all enjoyed. I certainly enjoyed doing it. Uh, and now I'm officially on, uh, all star break. So, you know, kick my feet up a little bit, uh, not too much, you know, obviously, you know, keeping the sword sharp, uh, but nonetheless able to, uh, to take a breath here and just take a step back, which is nice. Um, Dave, how are you feeling over there? I'm great. How fitting that our first, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday release, we have the go weekend go man himself, mm. George Niang. You mentioned you are now on all-star break when people are listening to this. Are you willing to divulge a little information as to what you're doing, where you are for all-star break, where you're going, I should say? Only a little, just a, a little bit, uh, breadcrumbs, if you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little trip, uh, to some, I mean, obviously I'm already in a warm climate in Miami, but, you know, staying in a, in a warm area. If people ask me if I was going to Cleveland, uh, no reason to go to Cleveland other than the fact that I am the, uh, the players association rep for the Miami Heat. <laughs> yeah. I wear that hat really proudly. Uh, so there is a PA meeting that unfortunately I'll have to tune into via Zoom, but, uh, I'm not in Cleveland and, uh, was thinking about going back home, but wanted to stay in some warm weather. So I'm on a little trip. Uh, just, just a brief little long weekend, if you will. Uh, gonna, you know, continue to work out, stay in shape, all that sort of stuff, but I'm not going to touch a ball for a couple of days. I, I think it's important to, to get a little bit of a, of a mental break, just kind of get away from the game, uh, while still staying in shape. But it, uh, you know, all star break this year has come a little bit later than in years past relative to this point in the season. I think we have. I want to say we have like 23 games left. Usually it happens when we have like 29 or 30 games left. So it's a little bit different. Uh, I think everybody is, uh, has been waiting for this one. And, uh, you know, everyone's just excited to just take a breath for sure. How's this week look, uh, after a contract? Are you, uh, you know, you just, you're rolling around in it a little bit more. I mean, what do, what do we think? No, you know, still flying commercial. You know, still, uh, still not wanting to check a bag, you know, those extra check bag fees, you know, I, I still, I still keep it tight. Um, no, I mean, there's, there's a, a little bit, you know, if I, if I was staying, you know, at a, uh, at a Sheridan, maybe I'm staying at a Mar- Marriott now, you know, just a little okay. bit upgraded, uh, just a little bit, you know, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> lean into it a little, you gotta celebrate, you gotta not necessarily celebrate, but you gotta in- enjoy the fruits of your labor, I should say. Um, so yeah, nothing, nothing too drastic, but, uh, but yeah, I am excited to, to step back and just kind of take it easy here for a couple of days. Here's a question. Do you feel inclined to go on a vacation because it's what people do for all-star break or, or is your body craving a trip? No, definitely don't feel inclined. You know, last year during the break, I just stayed in Miami. Um, and, you know, obviously I had the luxury of being in Miami because it is a very nice place to, to be, uh, for, for a long weekend. A lot of people actually go to Miami. So I thought about sticking around Miami this year as well. But, uh, I, I kind of learned from last year that because so many people come to Miami over this stretch, I don't necessarily get to like relax. I end up, you know, going to see people, going to dinners, doing this and that. Um, whereas, you know, if I'm able to kind of get off the grid a little bit just for a couple of days, uh, I'm just able to, to kind of step away from it all, um, which is nice for sure. I'm, I'm also excited to watch our staff, 
coach uh, the All-Star game. The assistants are coaching on Friday, uh, the Rising Stars game. So I'll, be, I'll try to tune into those. Obviously going to want to watch the Saturday night events. Um, those are always fun to watch. And then Sunday, get to watch our staff, uh, you know, coach, I think it's Team Durant. I don't even know who they're who they're coaching. I think it's Team Durant. I think, I think, I think that's right. I think, yeah, represent the Eastern Conference. What a bummer for those guys. I mean, I get it. It's an honor. You're the one seed you get to coach, but they don't get to go on the vacation. I actually, I asked some people on our staff when, because it, it really came down to the wire. We were in DC and the, the cutoff was, I think, a Sunday. Um, so I guess now it will have been two Sundays prior to the actual all-star game. And the Bulls and us were, were neck and neck and the Bulls were playing. I don't know if they were playing somebody and it was basically if they won, then they got the one seed and they wouldn't go. And if they lost, then, uh, then we got the one seed. And I was, I was curious. I remember asking like, what are the emotions? Like, do you want to win? Do you want to lose? What is it? And I, the overall consensus was that they wanted to go because it is once in a lifetime. I mean, you can, you can take a, a long weekend trip or get away with your family for now until the end of time. But, you, know, you don't always have the opportunity to, to coach an all-star game, which is pretty cool. And, um, you know, they're going to bring their, their, their families and their kids. And it's just a cool overall experience. I will say it'd probably be a little bit cooler if it wasn't in Cleveland, not trying to come at Cleveland at all. Well, uh, well, not well, trying well. to have a, a, a Joachim Noah thing here. Uh, I'm actually very <laughs> fond of the city of Cleveland. I, I enjoy the Midwest very much more so just from a weather standpoint. Um, it would be nice to be someplace warm, but, you know, you, you can't always choose that stuff. So, fair enough. You mentioned uh, Saturday night. Do you have a dunk contest pick? Um, can you remind me of who's in it? It's like Cole Anthony, uh, yep. Jalen Green, Jalen Green. Yes. Who else? Um, I'll take I'll see. take Jalen Green. Actually, he <laughs> has he has a lot of bounce. Um, that, that's my early pack. Oh, Juan Toscano Anderson. Is yeah, I was going to say, you well. haven't even heard the rest of the field. No, but I, I remember seeing it. It's Juan Toscano Anderson, uh, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony, and who's the fourth? Can you, do you think you can, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> do you think you can, do you, do you think you can guess? <laughs> I mean, um, honestly, I, I, I have no idea. Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin. That's right. Actually, he's he has some ridiculous in-game dunks. Um, I think he's a dark horse. He was in it last year, too. Uh, I'll take Jalen Green just because I feel like the dunk on us is actually a disadvantage for taller players. I've learned that over the years. You very rarely, outside of Dwight, obviously, he won it. But like you very rarely see taller players win dunk contests. Um you know, Aaron Gordon obviously was incredible, but he's only, you know, six, eight, six, nine. But like, once you get into that, that taller, you know, OB six, nine, six, ten. Um, I just realized that it, it tends to favor guards with more bounce. So I'll take Jalen Green. What do you, do you have a pick? He, Jalen Green's the favorite. I'm looking at odds right now. Jalen Green's the favorite, then OB Toppin, then Cole Anthony, then Juan Toscano Anderson. In the spirit of the long shot, I think I'm going Juan Toscano Anderson. He's competed in dunk contests before. So I think experience plays a big role here. I don't know. We'll see. I also, I think Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon kind of broke the dunk contest. Expectations yeah. are, are really high. So I just want to see some creativity, you know, blowing a candle out on the rim, uh, wheeling a second hoop out, you know, dunking two balls at once, you know, just give me something. 
Give me something fun. I, ideally something I haven't seen before. I will say I love I love the showmanship. I'm a sucker for just a, a performance of some sort. So if you can like just really hype up the crowd and just really have something special where it's like you know never before seen in that sense, I'm all for it. By the way, you referenced uh, Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine breaking the dunk contest. How about a little love for my former teammate Derek Jones Jr. Uh, because Fair. he actually beat. He beat Aaron Gordon in that dunk contest. No shade. One of them, I should no say. Shade. Um, I think he is also one who has quote unquote broke the dunk contest because he has some incredibly, uh, impressive dunks. He really does. You talk about showmanship. I think your teammate, Victor Oladipo, sang at the dunk contest. Did that happen? Am I remembering that correctly? Cause if you can give me a performance before a dunk, like then you're, I mean, that's now you're pulling out all the stops. I don't think he sang. I think he just incorporated um, Black Panther. Into he did his, that. Into he his did that run. too. But I'm almost positive that he came out singing before a dunk contest. I think this was one. It wasn't Indiana. I think this was when he was in Orlando. I'm, I got. I'm going to look this up. We might. We might need to look into that. Um, Speaking of dunks, Dave, I actually, I had a dunk this week yes, and yes. I just, I just want to, I, you know, I have this platform of a podcast and I just want to use this, this podcast to, to talk about it, unpack it a little bit. What was your reaction from that play? I, I'm going to be honest. I don't really care at all about who you think is going to win the dunk contest. It was purely me hoping that it was going to be a way for us to transition to your dunk. I was probably going to try to make some joke about how you should have been in the dunk contest afterwards uh, or after that, after that flash of athleticism. I I'll say this. I think it was not spoken about enough, how you almost fell over. You almost lost balance. The ball almost slipped out of your hand. I saw a lot of people complimenting your athleticism. I actually think I saw it the other way. It looked to me like you almost tripped over yourself because you were moving faster than you knew how to handle. Yeah. You know, we talk about this, or we talked about this, I should say, um, past tense with George a little bit. Um, and there's this idea that, you know, if you do a certain thing, like, right, like I, I shoot threes and, and that's predominantly my play style. People tend to think that you're just like severely incapable in all other areas. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm six, seven, six, eight. I'm, I'm pretty long. Uh, I don't know if I should be feel disrespected or enjoy it that people had the reaction that they did because it was a pretty standard, simple dunk. You know, I was, I, I guess maybe like the move leading yeah, up to it, it was maybe had something it, to do with it. Yeah. But you know, n- nonetheless, I, I feel a certain, just a little bit of shade and disrespect <laughs> that the reaction was what it was. And that's not like, I'm not, I know people are just like supporting me. So it's not necessarily at them. It's just, I just feel slighted personally. Um, and that's something that I clearly have to, to deal with and wrestle with, but you know, I digress. Well, I know you've talked about how you're a one foot jumper, not a two foot jumper, but it is kind of amazing that the same person that had the Lakers dunk attempt can be the one who did what you did uh, against Brooklyn. Cause talk about like polar opposite ends of the, just optically looking athletic. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm, I don't run away from it. I really cannot jump off two feet. Um, one foot is a lot more comfortable. I'll also say this, and you pointed it out. I like almost kind of did stumble and trip a little bit on it. If I hadn't, I think you would have seen something pretty special. 
you know, maybe uh, a little extra, you know, mustard on the hot dog, you know, some sort of like cock back or maybe a little reverse, something, something that just would have been a little bit more impressive because I will say it was early enough in the game too, where I was still feeling pretty froggy. Like mm-hmm. I, I was feeling good, athletic, bouncy. Um, so yeah, you know, maybe uh, there'll, there'll be another opportunity here in the future. We'll see. It was, it was a great move. You absolutely froze Blake Griffin. Uh, Went right by him with the left, which is, you know, let's keep in mind that's your offhand. My one gripe is that you didn't hang. I think while it wasn't like an incredibly impressive dunk, like you said, he's just sort of a off one foot, two hands. I think a simple hang swing around the rim takes it up like five notches. You just did the like throw through, which was a little anti You know what? Dave, but we, we recently learned the danger of hanging on the rim. Bam the other night. Tried to do a reverse dunk and hung on the rim and the ball hit his head and bounced out. So really it was, it was a strategic approach by me. Uh, you know, once again, you know, I've said it before, two hands for safety. I'm all about just getting the two points. I don't care how it looks. I don't care, you know, the reaction, whatever. But for me, just to, to really make sure that I get those two points, I think the best way to do it is just elevate, you know, two hands on the rim, drop it in there and just keep it moving. You know, just get back on defense, try to get a stop, and then do it again. Wow, that is definitely the right answer. I couldn't disagree more. I think that you don't get many opportunities to add a little flair, and that was one. And the move alone was flair. Uh, don't get it wrong. The move alone was flair. You got a transition blow by dunk that, you know, it was beautiful. But I just think a simple hang, a simple hang would have added a lot. Dave, I'm fired up to announce that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or maybe preventing you from achieving your ultimate goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I know for me, having a cluttered mind or something on my mind always kind of gets in the in the way of the physical and having somebody that I can talk to with that sort of stuff uh, definitely just allows me to be the best version of myself. Yeah, absolutely. And to do it quickly, you'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, Dunk. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. You can log into your account anytime, send messages to your therapist anytime, and you'll get timely, thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. No one wants to do that, like you may have had to do in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's like having your own personal therapist. It is like having your own personal therapist right in your pocket. Uh, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional online therapy, which is important, and financial aid is available if you need it. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life starting today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily like this one. Quote, I feel less stressed, anxious, and depressed. It's really a great option for anyone looking for affordable help. End quote. Visit betterhelp.com slash LS. That's better H-E-L-P. And join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. Special offer for Longshot fans. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash LS. Better your life today. Dave, I have a pretty exciting announcement. Hit me with Uh, it. 
you know, we've talked a little bit about on this show, the crypto space, right? And, you know, we, we've talked about how I've kind of started to, to interest myself. We talked about the ballers community. Um, I gave a couple coins that I was a little bit bullish on. Once again, not financial advice in, in any shape, uh, way or form, but, uh, I'm actually excited to, to announce that I partnered with Rally. Uh, which is a, a, a crypto company and they're, they're working in the space to, to release my very own signature Debo coin. Um, and, and I, and I want to start by saying this. This is something I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, was kind of kicking around. The last thing I wanted it to do, what I've kind of learned from, you know, being somewhat involved in this space is that there are a lot of athletes that are doing this in kind of like a, a cash grab, money grab sort of way. Uh, I want to clarify first off that it is absolutely not that, but more so, uh, what I've really learned is through this podcast, the, the community that we've built. Um, and, and I call it a community more than a fan base or anything because I do feel like we interact and I, and I feel like, you know, through our discords or our social media or what have you, We've built a connection um, with our people, and this is basically a, a way for us to extend that even further. Um, so basically, the the coin will be available on Rally. I'm giving away a bunch of the coin to people that are uh, on the the Discord already, and it'll be a token gated Discord uh, channel. And also, if you're a, if you hold Rally coin, uh, you'll have all sorts of access to you know long shot stuff, whether it be you know additional content, merch, um, and additionally, we'll have different giveaways and, and stuff of that sort. So it's just really a, a way for us to uh, extend the community further and continue to uh, engage with the people that engage with our, our content week in and week out. I got to be honest, Dunk, uh, a lot of what you just uh, explained was a little bit like Chinese to me, but I'll tell you one thing, I'm going to be a Debo holder. I pretty, feel pretty confident I about love that. that. I love that. And I appreciate the support. And, you know, like I said, it's going to be an ongoing thing. I'm still kind of trying to learn more and more about the space. Um, but it was after having conversations with the the team over at Rally, um, you know, what they've been doing is is really cool. And they've done it with different athletes and, and entertainers and all sorts of things. I think I'm the first uh, NBA player to actually have a coin. Um, but the exciting thing is, is it, it really it really just means more uh, for you guys listening and, and more of a way for us to continue to engage and also pay it back all the, the hours that you've dedicated to, to listening to us ramble. So uh, I'm excited to get it going and uh, just be on the look out for more information regarding it. Uh, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to be giving away a whole bunch. So don't think that it's, you know, you got to pay all sorts of money or whatever. It's really more so just about having uh, kind of like a token gated access uh, to just more content and, and more interaction. So what you're basically saying is rally coin means uh, more work for me is what it is, what it sounds like. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, here's the other, the other cool part about it is if you want to be, um, you know, a part of it further, you can actually earn rally core, uh, rally coin or Debo coin, I should say, through helping out in the, the discord and, and being a moderator on the, the, uh, the channels and doing that sort of thing. So there's other ways, like you don't have to just like break into your pocket and, and pay for it. Uh, like I said, I'll be giving some away, but you'll also be able to earn some as well. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're going to be doing some, some lifting behind the scenes. You, you do a great job with it. So, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to do that. We've talked a little bit about the NFT stuff and, and the crypto space, but I think this is an exciting new development that I think has a lot of potential. I really do. Love it. Yeah. Put it on my shoulders, man. I'm here. I want the work. 
Uh, speaking of giveaways, you have a giveaway. Yes, uh, we've completed a giveaway, uh, and and this is a, you know since we're this is now like the little crypto section of uh, of our podcast, Come but. On now. Uh, opportunity to shout out the ballers community uh we did a, a giveaway with uh my own my own rendition of a baller and uh i'd like to shout out coach mcgurk uh who won my rendition of a baller uh which is pretty exciting stuff and uh yeah just just shout out coach man i'm, I'm a huge fan of the ballers community been a part of it for a while now uh it's great stuff that they're doing and uh yeah he coaches a uh, emoji artist extraordinaire and he's a big fan of the ballers project. And, uh, I know he's a big part of the community as well. So I'm excited to gift him with that. And, uh, yeah, love the ballers community. If you haven't had a chance to check them out, please, please do. I, I really think you, uh, you'll enjoy it. And if you don't understand the NFT stuff at all, like I very much did not, not too long ago, um, they do a really good job of making everyone feel welcome. So check that out if you get the chance. Look at you, man. Crypto connoisseur. Um, anyways, Dave, we talked about what I'm doing for All Star. I'm curious, what are you doing for All Star Break? You know, you've been you've been working your tail off. Are you are you gonna be able to kick your feet up at all, get under some sun and uh just enjoy the fruits of your labor? You know, All Star is happening just a short two and a half hours away from Ann Arbor. So I'm actually debating going down, just making a trip. I don't have tickets to any of the events. Uh, you know, we have a couple of people we know that are going to be down there. So really it would just be me trying to weasel my way into some things. Uh, but it's, you know, it's so close. And as we've talked about, I am firmly cementing myself in the world of, uh, calling I'm a basketball media guy now, uh, just full on. Right. So it feels like it would be doing a disservice to the podcast if I wasn't down there. So I just, we're going to see, I think I might tap in. I love it. Love the idea of having you boots on the ground representing the long shot podcast. I'm curious, has there been any effort to secure like any sort of media credential? I mean, you're, you are a legit part of the media. Yeah, none, zero, zero. The Miami Heat have been kind enough to dish a couple of those out to me because, you know, they, I think that's really just more of a sentiment of how they feel about you. Uh, so no, I have not tried to go to the NBA. It was something that maybe, uh, maybe next year, maybe that's a goal of of ours and of yeah. mine for the podcast is that by next all-star game i have a, a media pass i think that's a good one that's one we'll put on the vision board i think it's totally within the realm of possibility um and you know you know like you've had goals for me the league fits appearances the different shoes mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff that we've talked about maybe i should put together a little list for you um but, so I'll, I'll, I'll get to working on that, but that, that's actually a great one. Get a media credential for an all-star game. Uh, you got a little stat pack, uh, for us, a stats stack up, I believe is what, mm. what you wanted to call it, which I love that. A little uh, alliteration. Um, what do we, what do we got? Can you just explain it a little bit and then we can just kind of take it from there? 100%. Uh, second time we've done this. We'll hit this and then we'll, we'll get out of here. No question of the week. No long shot feature. This is. Uh, this is this is a good one though. Just to remind you, it's a game. It's a game for you. I'm going to give you a stat category. I'm going to give you a couple players, and I you're I need you to guess where you rank amongst the other players in that okay. stat. So, for example, points per game. If if I were to say you, Joel Embiid, Ja Morant, you know, rank those three. 
Uh, Joel is definitely first in that group. Jaw is definitely second, and I am most certainly third. So that was yeah, a, yeah. that was a that was a layup there yeah. for that first one. Yeah, no, you are definitely third. Okay, I just want to make sure you understood how to play the game. Okay, rebounds per game. You, okay. Matisse Thibel, Joe Ingles. Mm. This is points take- per game, not total. On the season. No, this is rebounds game. per game. This oh, is sorry, rebounds sorry. Rebounds per, per, game. per game. Per game. Yes. Rebounds. Uh rebounds per game. I'll take I'll take Matisse first. Uh I'll take myself second. I'll take Joe third. Do you guess. know what you do you know how many rebounds you're averaging this year? Three. On the dot, three point oh. Yeah. Joe Ingles two point nine. Wow. Matisse two point three. So actually. Wow. You're number one in that group, huh? How about that? That that actually surprises me. Yeah, um yeah. Matisse is incredibly athletic, I will say. So that, that one definitely surprises me. That's good that's good stuff. Yeah, good what stuff. Else, what else we got? We you called this out last year. What this game ends up becoming is like either a way to shit on you or compliment you. Like there's really no way right. to do it any other way. So uh steals per game. Okay. <laughs> you, Dwight Howard, Tory Craig. See, I think this is another compliment. I think this is going to be an opportunity for you to show me some love because I do think I've had not like a lot, but maybe for myself, uh, a sneaky amount of steals this year. So I'll take myself, I'll take myself one. I'll take Tory Craig two and I'll take Dwight three. No, but then again, but then again, I don't. Yeah. This is one where like Dwight's probably actually above Tory. Dwight might be first. Do you want to reframe your guess real quick? Yeah, I'll go Dwight one. I'll go me two, Tory Craig three. Correct. And you guys are all right in the same. Dwight's 0.7 a game, you're 0.6, Tory Craig's 0.5. Yeah, so, I mean, all three are pretty underwhelming. I will say that Tory, I mean, great defense. I mean, he's a really good defender, but great defense isn't just getting steals. I'd like to point right. that out. I right. mean, it's a part right. of it, but it's not just getting steals. In fact, yeah, I mean, most of your steals come being in the right spot, passing lane. You know, a lot of that is like mental, the mental side of defense. I think, mm. you know, you've, you've spoken openly about your physical limitations on the ball, but Hey man, the, the mental side of the defensive game, you've been crushing. I love that. I appreciate that. I leave it to my co-host to just pump up my tires a little yeah, bit. Thank this you. is good. I, it's funny. The beginning of this podcast last year was just us complimenting each other a lot. And then for some reason it took a turn where we would just insult each other. So I think it's important yeah. that maybe we get back to complimenting every once in a while. Yeah. I actually preferred the, the phase where it was us coming at each other to so the point where like, I actually remember, I remember reading it somewhere. It might've been on the discord or it might've been in a comment somewhere of like, somebody was like legitimately concerned that we were like no longer friends and and that this had been like a wedge that had been driven between us. Uh, Where I will say that's not the case at all, but there have been times where sometimes I'm just like, I just, I just want Davis, my friend back, you know, Uh, but, but all I get whenever I call you is Davis, the co-host. But that's not the case. Obviously, you know, we're, we're still very close. So rest assured, whoever that was that raised that concern, uh, Davis and I are, are, are better than ever. I think it was this exact conversation that led to those comments. It was talking about how we don't ever speak unless it's about the podcast, which is a joke. I mean, we we talk quite a bit. Okay. Um, I got a couple more for you. Uh, Let's go blocks per game. Okay, blocks per game. Yep. You, Mike Conley, Chris Paul. 
see, this is one where you're going to shit on me. I'm definitely last in these three. I'll take CP first, Mike Conley, and then me third. What was the giveaway that I put two like shorter guards on the yeah, list? Yeah, because you just put two short guards in the yeah. list. So then it's obviously you're going to like push some narrative that, you know, why does Chris Paul and Mike Conley get more blocks per game than Duncan? But yeah, low hanging fruit, honestly. Yeah, you're right. Chris Paul, Mike Conley, and then you. Yeah. All right. Fine. Easy. I'm dialed in. I mean, you're I had like in. the that one little mix up with the, uh, the Dwight and Tory thing, but other than that, I'm, I'm pretty locked in here. That was good. Okay. Last one. How about free throws made per game? Okay. You, yeah. Lonzo, Danny Green. See, this is, I would be shocked if, if I was in front of Lonzo on this one. Um, but once again, I'm able to kind of read the narrative here. I think I'm probably first. I think Lonzo's probably second, and I imagine Danny Green's third. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. You sni- Last year, you were pretty bad at this one. This year, you crushed that. You know what I realized, though? I, I realized that it's more of a, it's like a psychological analysis than For it sure. is actually looking at the stats. Like if I can, if I can effectively psychoanalyze what the message and narrative that you're mm-hmm. trying to portray, then the stats are irrelevant. It doesn't even matter. You know what I mean? Like it's not about, you know, like throw out any sort of context that you think you have. It's really just about you trying to push a narrative and me trying to figure out what that narrative is. See, now what you've done, Duncan, is you've cracked the code to this entire podcast. That's that's what we do every yeah. week is like we don't I don't actually care about what any of these people are averaging per game. We don't like you really think we want to get into the weeds of the stats. No, we're pushing a narrative. You're you're yeah. hitting more free throws a game than Lonzo. You have less blocks per game than Mike Conley. I mean, this is the, this is these are the All things right. we're trying to point out. No, it's it's good stuff, and I appreciate you doing the legwork on on digging through, uh, pouring through the data, pouring all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, that's that's good stuff. Anything else, Dave? You want to touch on before we we call it a week here? Yeah, I have one final trivia question for you. Okay, all in, right, the, what you got? in the spirit of the long shot, you know, we celebrate the undrafted. Freddie Van Vliet becomes the fifth ever undrafted All Star. Yeah. How do you think you can name the other four? That's a tall task. I know I can name one. Ben Wallace. Correct. He's for sure in there. Can I get some hints on the others? Um Yeah, I can give you like general general uh eras, maybe. Okay. We've got like yep. no, we've got like nineties, two thousands. We've got like 80s, 90s, and then we've got uh, like a six, uh, 70s. Who's the guy, um, the guy from the Knicks? He was undrafted. The guard, John Starks. Correct. Wow. That's a good one. Good poll. Yeah. Honestly, yes. that's all I got. I, I actually John don't Starks. Any, Anything beyond that. So I have, I have Starks, Van Fleet, Ben Wallace. Yep. yep. Um, so that's the nineties era. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a lost cause from there. I don't even so, want to, I don't even want to guess. No, no, no. That's fine. I'm, I'm honestly impressed. Ben Wallace was a little bit of a, a lob, but I'm impressed. Yeah. With, that's, well, I, yeah. I mean, I had known Ben Wallace was undrafted. I mean, I should, I, I should know this. I mean, these are my undrafted. Correct. Brother. Yeah. I these should, guys, I these guys know laid this the exactly. blueprint. 
Yeah. So seventies, yeah, Connie Hawkins. I wasn't going to get that four time NBA all-star probably had the peak of his career. So we shouted out Harry in our conversation with George. This is another shout out to our friend, Harry. Uh, Harry and I did a deep dive on Connie Hawkins the other day because we were talking about the fact that we were trying to figure out who the other undrafted all-stars were. So I can tell you, Dunk, Connie Hawkins, the peak of his career was at the ABA, but then he came towards the mm. latter part of his career to the NBA and still made some all-star teams uh, in the NBA. Last one, Brad Miller. Brad Miller, uh, undrafted all-star. I could have got Brad. Brad was totally in the wheelhouse. Yeah, um, yeah. Connie Hawkins, I wasn't going to get. Brad Miller, I could have got. Not bad, I'm though. disappointed in myself. The actually. John Starks poll was pretty good. Uh, I was I was surprised to know he was an all-star, but shout out to John Starks. Shout out to all those guys. Undrafted, again, laying the blueprint. When you become shout sixth, out to you, too. When you become the sixth person on that list, we'll have this conversation again, and hopefully you will have remembered all these names. I love it. I mean, don't forget, Dave, you are also undrafted. You were not taken in the NBA draft. That's an important thing to remember. That's a fact. So when I become the seventh yeah. NBA undrafted all-star, yeah. then we'll have this conversation a third time. People will be tired of it. Then, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Then we can really celebrate. We'll throw it. We'll throw a, an undrafted party. Um, all right. Well, thank you, uh, you guys for tuning in. Like I said, we got, we got some exciting stuff this week. Uh, we'll be back hopefully in person actually next week. Mm. Don't want to, don't want to promise anything too much. Uh, and certainly not going to reveal anything too much, but hopefully we can make it happen. But, uh, yeah. Hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. And, uh, as always, thank you for tuning in.